Today on Locked On A's, I am joined by the host of Locked On Rockies, Paul Holden. We're going to have a great, great conversation talking about the Rockies offseason, what the hell they're up to, and then I have a head-scratcher ever question coming up for him later in this show, so you're not going to want to miss that. Let's get into it, you guys. You are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's and Rockies fans? Welcome to episode 383 of the Locked On A's podcast, a crossover podcast with the Rockies. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, I am joined by the man of the hour, Paul Holden of Locked On Rockies. We're going to be talking about a bunch of baseball things, probably some not fun off-season stuff. It's going to be a great, great time. But before uh, you know, we get into any of that stuff, I should probably say, hey, Paul, how's it going? How, how are you today? I'm, I'm, well, you know, I am good. I'm a little peeved. I have a couple things that have peeved me, but before you got a rocking intro, I like I the, the, the lead in with the little guitar because, because I heard it and I was like, okay. And then it has the pause and I was like, what happened? And then I was like, is this on purpose? And then the audio comes over and then it comes like, very nice. I, I, I like it as I'm, I feel very hipstery as I have a, a leftover mustache from my Halloween costume with this band t-shirt and, and, and flat bill <laughs> I'm wearing today. So I feel very hipstery. So I was like, Oh, I got to comment on the music, I guess, but happy and excited to be here. Mad that Armand, uh, Armand Marquez was robbed of the silver slugger today but what can you do uh i'm it coors that they don't they don't uh give out those awards to anybody on the rockies because coors uh they they love just saying that and it's, yeah it's point. it's the classic i love throwing that one into i love uh just <laughs> I, I love like gifts of just like the, the like people grabbing coors light whenever people bring up you know coors like <laughs> that's what i like to throw out and, and put out there but armand has won the silver slugger he won it in 2018 and he was the only pitcher with a home run this year highest uh war uh, what's the wh- how do you say that when you're talking about war do you say war do you say war i was i, asked I say the, war because it's b it's it's bwar well, they have B War and F War. You got me doing that too. And <laughs> F War. Um, and basically I just say like fangraphs war or baseball reference war, and that's how I differentiate the two generally. But uh, you know, to each their own. I don't really like that. I'm not, you know, a stickler. Yeah, I just I just was thinking of that today, but he he had the highest uh, you know uh, B war of of pitchers. He's the only one with the home run, multiple doubles, and honestly was a pitcher that went up there and like took nice approaches at the plate he was he was someone where i you know i talked about it uh on, on my show uh you know for for thursday i i'm i'm not gonna miss watching pitchers bat but but herman was someone that actually went up with an approach and was taking hacks hitting and and, and i mean he had power so i mean he was with the big alleys and cores i mean you he he, he mm-hmm. hit stuff you know right in between the outfielders double he had nine doubles i mean that's that's pretty wild that's not bad at all uh, I, I guess before we get uh, going into the episode, thank you everybody for making Locked On A's or Locked On Rockies your first listen of the day. We're both free and available on all platforms. And uh, I believe my buddy over here, over there, uh, Paul, 
has a YouTube channel coming, you guys. Uh, yes. I, I think that's set up. So go subscribe to the YouTube channel. It is up, does not have content, but go subscribe. And, uh, get, we will get be there. Yes, going. yes, yes. Yeah, I, I, I got the, I got the, the, the heads up today. We're definitely going to start going uh, next week. Maybe do something uh, tomorrow. But we, we got all sorts of of great stuff that'll be that'll be fun on there. So uh, come come join us on Locked On Rockies and. Uh, you know, we make the Rockies fun. They're as as they are an incredibly frustrating team. Jason, I'm <laughs> sure you can relate, but uh, we 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 make the most of it. We have some good times. That is actually the thing that I alluded to earlier. That is my third segment question: is either or. We're gonna have you pick your poison, <laughs> my my friend. So that is gonna be a lot of fun. But the thing that I really want to know, and why we're kind of talking, uh, other than you know wanting content, is uh, <laughs> hey, what are the Rockies up to? this this winter because john gray and trevor story both hitting the free agent market is there any chance that they're coming back to colorado uh what's what's that about trevor story it's almost a guarantee no everything every beat reporter says no i mean there might be a small window where depending on what happens with the cba what happens with the shortstop market some people even in our our baseball group chat today i think people are down on on trevor story after a down yeah. year which is a mistake if he goes somewhere on a bargain he's going to be one of the best bargains i mean that's he yeah. he is an elite baseball player and and yes there are some worrisome stuff the elbow is an issue. His defense could be better. It could have been better, but he's been a gold glove defender before snubbed multiple times and shared the left side and learned from arguably one of the best defenders we've ever seen in Nolan Arenado. They shared a left side for, for a long time. Trevor story is going to make a team better. And unfortunately he won't be making the Rockies better, but I, I you know, I'm going to say on the there, there's maybe a small, the door isn't completely shut. Because uh, if if Trevor Story isn't signed early on in the offseason, the Rockies make some other moves. They've already made two moves that that were good moves for the Rockies, bringing two two names back in uh, CJ Crone, first baseman, who was a huge surprise and was a great addition for the Rockies this year. Best offensive performer uh, for sure, led in multiple categories and stayed hot the longest. Uh, he, he struggled early in the year, but then was able to really develop a, a nice, consistent swing. But the Rockies can't rely on their best hitter being 286 in batting average. They got to be yeah. better than that. So that's going to be something that they look for. Uh, they're going to look, they have to replace Trevor Story's bat. And even though it was a low year, Trevor Story still was a 2020 player. He was still multiple doubles, 20 home runs, you know, still, still, he was batting much better in the back half of, of the season. But honestly, I, I think a big thing with Trevor Story is this year was exhausting. I, I think with, yeah. with coming from the COVID shortened year, and then he loses Nolan, and they were definitely close. You're definitely not, you know, they're, they yeah. are, they were very, very close. And not only do you lose Nolan, you lose Nolan by having someone in the front office and, and having – there's a huge friction there, I, I'd have to imagine. Mm -hmm. And then he leaves. And then you kind of – by all, all signs kind of point to you thinking you're going to go to a contender, you don't. Because the Rockies want this draft pick, they want this qualifying offer draft pick. They, that's any better deal that they found. So that's the Trevor Story side of it. And then honestly, John Gray is kind of a letdown at this point. 
he uh, in terms of why the Rockies haven't been able to bring him back, he has been on the record multiple times saying that he wants to pitch in Colorado. But apparently, according to to reports, the Rockies offered him something low, and they could easily lose him. There is a team out there are teams out there that would love to have John Gray pitch in that four or five spot in in their rotation. And I believe there's already reports of. Uh, uh, I can't remember who it was, but there was uh, I, the Tigers. It was the Tigers who were interested in John Gray today. Um, so, you know, that that's yeah. if the Rockies lose John Gray, that is a disappointment. That is something that that should not happen. But uh, we'll see. I mean, because free agency, I mean, he could go over the money. Why not? It's so wild. Uh, and the Tigers would be a good fit if he is to leave. I could see the Giants potentially being a good fit because they're very familiar with him. And uh, they fixed a bunch of pitchers. So if he fit, fits what they go after in their pitchers, which I don't know what that is yet, but if he fits what they want, they could definitely go get him for more than the Rockies would pay, but probably less than he might still actually be worth. And then you throw him at you know Oracle Park, he'd probably be a pretty solid pitcher over there and finally get the recognition that he's probably deserved the entire time. Um, yeah. I guess my other question, oh yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like, honestly, there's there there he could definitely use some sharpening up that. But but he doesn't need a ton of yeah uh, of fixing, so to speak. No. It's it's not like that. But uh, he he would be able to to, to make an impact on, on a lot of teams. But the big thing is the Rockies didn't offer him the qualifying offer because that was a real interesting thing with them well, not having the deal not? done. Because they didn't, I, I trade. they like, didn't give him the QO, and then what? 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 What are they doing? I am very yeah. confused by the Rockies front office. Ex- exactly. It's it's just now he could leave. Uh, it, you know, he could just leave with no. There's no. There's no compensation. Uh, compensation back for it, and yeah. that makes him much more enticing of a of a free agent for 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 people to go after. So honestly, no idea. No idea what they were what what they were thinking there. It's so weird. So my, my other question before we uh, send it over to break is with those two guys potentially gone, if they do not come back in 2022, other than Charlie Blackman, who is the leader of this team right now? Is it Ryan McMahon? Uh, who Who is the guy that everybody's turning to in the clubhouse? You know, Ryan McMahon, I don't necessarily think is going to is going to be the someone that will step up into being as vocal. I think Char- Charlie Blackman will be be the voice of the team. But you have leadership in, in Ryan McMahon and CJ Crone. CJ Crone uh, proved to be a veteran presence that uh, that the players enjoyed being around kind of a little. But but he's a little bit more of that traditional kind of stick in the mud. Won't put the home run shades on. Everyone else puts the home run shades on. He likes it. He's he's not opposed to, you know, having the fun. He says he likes that his teammates and, and celebrate but he won't put him on that's just not how he plays ball that's his whole thing so you kind of have that type of, of of leadership uh but you know it's it's something that they'll they'll have to turn to to charlie for and and if they do leave but i i could see your marquez being a leader in that uh, in that locker room kyle freeland as well depend you know he's been there a while you could definitely kyle is, is a vet he's a colorado guy that's i mean he's he's one of my favorite players i mean born in colorado raised pitched for the rockies and and he's had some great success so you'll see that but 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 charlie blackman will be the leader there but but they could bring it depends on something they they do want to be active in the offseason they say they want to be active in the offseason so it's a matter of uh you know of who they might bring in to be that leader but yeah you'll you'll see ryan mcmahon step up but charlie blackman for sure because this is a team that is going to be turning young quote unquote in terms of MLB experience as well in some positions. I mean, yeah, they, they've, they've got a very interesting team and the Rockies are always a very interesting team to me. Uh, sometimes they put it together. Sometimes they don't, but 
they can always surprise you. And that's kind of what I like about the Rockies, if I'm being honest. But uh, coming up on the show, Paul is going to be asking me questions about what the hell's going on with the A's. So stay locked in. We're locked on A's and Rockies, and we'll be right back. Here's the deal, everyone. I love Thanksgiving. All of the good food and treats, there's plenty of them. I know you have a favorite out there, but maybe you want a yummy dessert that isn't so full of calories and sugar. Sugar's the big one for me, and I got a great replacement for you. It's the perfect time for Built Bars. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie is upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace the coconut cream pie with coconut built bar or go for a raspberry built bar instead of that raspberry pie lots of good flavors to replace any pie i do love me some pie though so but you know so so replace it with some built bar a couple times and then and then since you've had built bars a few times you can sneak in a piece of pie a little bit later but low calorie low carb low fat high protein built is a great option for when you're hungry thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough go for a built bar or two go to built.com and use promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15 percent off your order use promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off at built.com and that's coming just in time because there's nothing like a built bar black friday mark your calendar black friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises one more time built.com promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off your order Welcome back to the Locked On A's and Rockies podcast. Uh, thank you so much for making Locked On A's or and or Rockies your first listen of the day. Again, we are free and available on all platforms. If you want to follow the show, we are at Locked On A's on YouTube, wherever you like to hear podcasts, and on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On A's. You can also send us any questions that you have to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. And I am also on Twitter at by Jason B. Paul, where can the people find you and your lovely program? You can follow the show at LO Rockies at LO Rockies and YouTube just launched. So follow us on YouTube locked on Rockies coming to you with more stuff next week for that. But I'm also there at Paul Holden 33 for your daily Rockies talk. All sorts of fun stuff over there on the Twitter sphere. Jason, so what do you got for me? A's wise. I got let's let's dive in. I so to to this is going to be I know you're going to roll your eyes. I'm sure your audience is going to roll your eyes. But to get inspired <laughs> for our crossover, I watched Moneyball this week. Um, I haven't haven't been, I haven't watched in a long time, honestly, great movie. But when you kind of look at it, it's like not a lot of, they have some interesting baseball stuff, but I, but I, I feel like they, they leave out a lot of the baseball parts of it. Regardless, Chris Pratt's not just coming in here and saving the day, like, you know, by, by, by getting in the game, like (laughs) once or twice or something like that, regardless, but the A's, there's so many questions. There's so many, you know, cause it went, there's not only stadium questions, there's player questions, there's trades, there's contracts, there's all these question marks. I just kind of wanted to to clear the air and to get an idea of, as of the 11th day of November that we're recording this, what is the state of the Oakland athletics? doom mostly <laughs> uh, it's not great it's not going great paul um let's start with the, the the roster because that's the easiest one to answer um i think and there are deeper questions but the the service level answer is they're trading some people how many people that's the that we're go that's too deep i don't know how many people it could be as many as six or more they also have 13 free agents, so we could be looking at a very, I mean, they're already replacing half of the roster from last year regard, w- without trades. And then we're probably looking at trading Matt Olson, whose value's never been higher. 
Uh, he's got two years left of control. He could bring a very, very nice return back. Uh, I'm going to be talking to Stacey Gatsoulias of Lockdown Yankees uh, about that on Sunday night. So that'll be the Monday episode. I'm going to I'm going to really take everybody from the Yankees. I'm very excited <laughs> about that. Um, and then Matt Chapman, that's the other guy that everybody knows of. He could go. He might not go. It depends on what the packages that the A's are being offered are. I don't think that they are trying to hold him too close. It's more of they want to get something close to the value that they think that he will provide to another team because in 2020, he had a little bit of you know hip issue. He had a hip surgery. And then in 2021, he was still recovering from that. His swing wasn't right. His at-bats were not great. And I think that it's because of that hip. His defense was still stellar, but I think that he's going to be a lot closer to the 2018-2019 version of Matt Chapman. And so if teams are just offering up the 2020 or 2021 version of Matt Chapman packages, then they're going to hold him, let him rebuild that value, trade him at the trade deadline is my assumption. Uh, then they also got Chris Bassett, Shamanaya, and uh, Frankie Montas, whose value has also never been over 100, 100 innings. He was really, really good. And uh, his splitter is just ridiculous. So I think that they could trade at least two out of those three guys. So you're looking at a rebuilding a, a rotation, rebuilding the corners of your infield. And uh, I mean, maybe even Sean Murphy, who they have four years left of control with. But how many catchers are on the free agent market right now? How many good catchers are available? They could get a huge return for Sean Murphy right now. And if they really want to tear it down to the studs and start building for that next run, because they're not going to sign Sean Murphy and catchers tend to age poorly once they're in the crouch for long enough, maybe they should trade him if they're not trying to contend in 2022. And then there's also Ramon Laureano, who also has four years of control. And uh, there's one listener who I know hates it whenever I mention trading Ramon Laureano. And I've done it a lot lately, so I apologize. But um, it could be all of those guys. It could be a few of those guys. It's going to be some of those guys at the very least. And so we're going to be looking at a very, very different Oakland A's team. And on the on the stadium uh, front, they're, they're doing a parallel path thing, according to Dave Cavill, the, the president of the A's, and uh, he sucks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they keep making a lot of progress with the city of Oakland, with the County of Alameda, with the ports that they are trying to build on. So they're, they're hitting all the benchmarks that they need to, to keep the A's in Oakland. But at the same time, they're working with Vegas and we've heard some stuff from like the mayor of Las Vegas. And they're like, ah, I don't know if we're actually in contention or if we're being, you know, used as a ploy to get more out of the city of Oakland. So you don't necessarily know what to believe on that front, but, from what we're seeing here in the Bay Area, it does look like progress is being made. And I'm still optimistic that a deal will get done and that we could have some groundbreaking at some point in the somewhat near future. Um, we still need the environmental report to come through. And then we're going to start seeing, you know, some, some binding contracts or some binding votes being made. Because right now it's just been non-binding votes where they're like, yeah, OK, let's continue. Let's see how this goes. But once you start getting those binding votes, then you start seeing shovels in the ground and once that happens everybody will breathe a sigh of relief but uh until then hey we got vegas or portland or wherever else to deal with and uh that's a lot of fun but for right now i still think that they're going to stay in oakland but i i don't know why i'm that optimistic because the a's like to rip out our hearts 
So, <laughs> hey, I don't know. I think that it's mostly they can make more money here in the Bay Area than yeah. they can anywhere else. I think that that's what it is. And I don't think that they like us anymore. I think that it's purely profit driven and they can't have a, a waterfront ballpark anywhere else besides here in Oakland. Well, and by here, I mean, you know, I'm in Walnut Creek, but semantics for the right. listeners. It doesn't matter. Um, so that's uh, that's the state of A'sdom right now. And also uh, everybody, you know, Ray Fossey, longtime uh, A's player and A's announcer. He was beloved in Oakland. He passed away just last month. Uh, Ramon Laureano was suspended. Chris Bassett was hit in the face by, you know, a, a pitch that he threw. It's been a rough go. It's been yeah. so tiring to be an A's fan. But, um, you know, hopefully the A's stay, I guess, is what we're going with. Yeah, that's what you're. That's what you, absolutely at the end of the day is what you're. You're hoping for and what you're. Yeah. You're, you're. You're. Kind of the main goal at at the end of this. Yeah. But but my question is too. I does this does this relate to it? How does a team end up with what do you say? 12, 14 free agents. I mean, how does a team 13. get to this thirteen free agents? Yeah. I mean, that's a huge class. Where's the activity at the trade deadline? Where's why? What's what? What has been at least the reasoning? why some of these pieces weren't moved at the deadline or how do you get to 13 free agents? They were still competing. So they had a lot of guys that are, you know, it, it was really just Mark Canna who was going to be a free agent. And then, you know, like Mike fires who was on the IL. So he was just a one-year signee. They, they signed a bunch of guys to one-year deals. And so they were like, Hey, let's kick it down the road for or kick the can down the road for another year. And that's how it, I think we got three, four, it's four or five guys in the bullpen that are going to be free agents. It's a lot. And then, you know, Starling Marte, who was a, a uh, trade deadline acquisition, he's a free agent. Um, Trevor Rosenthal, who they signed, and he had thoracic outlet syndrome, so he didn't pitch at all in 2020 or in 2021. Um, he's a free agent. It's mostly stuff like that. It's a bunch of like random little things. And then like Pete Cosma, um, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. So just random, mostly relievers um, and then a couple of guys that are kind of integral. Oh, and uh, Jeb Lowry was on a one-year deal. He was a you know minor league free agent signing. Chris Davis, who they brought back halfway through the season, they, they add up. But in, in actuality, and then uh, they had Andrew Chafin and Jake Diekman, whose options weren't, oh, well, Diekman's wasn't picked up. Chafin's was picked up by the A's, but it was a mutual option. So he declined just because he, he had a really good year and he, he's going to go look for that multi-year deal. And maybe they could bring those uh, one or both of those guys back on lesser deals, but they are still free agents currently. And uh, that's how you get to 13. <laughs> it's, I mean, it, it's, it's, I, I can relate. I feel like I, I as, as someone, uh, maybe not in the same exact ways, but I feel like in, in ways I can relate because that is exhausting. It's just at this, you just have to get to a point where you throw your hands up and you're just kind of, yeah. you're just looking for a concrete set plan of direction of, of, of where you want to go and what you want to do. And, you know, especially when it comes to the A's and like we talked about Moneyball, I mean, Billy Bean being, you know, the being a guy, I don't know necessarily if he's still playing as active of a role nowadays as as he has in the past. But I mean, you know, that that's a that's kind of been a place where it's been these they're they were the Rays before they were the Rays and they just weren't haven't been able to be as successful as the Rays. I feel like in, in the recent uh, years. I think that the difference between the A's and the Rays is the Rays spend money 
not on the field necessarily, but in scouting and internationally. And that's the big difference is the A's don't spend money anywhere. The Rays don't spend money, you know, to re-sign Blake Snell. They, they'll trade him and replenish their own farm system in that trade. Uh, whereas the A's just, you know, like cheap everywhere because ownership doesn't uh, like to do anything. And actually that's going to lead me perfectly into the next segment. So that's what we're going to be talking about in the next segment. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and Rockies, and we will be right back. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. That is code LOCKED ON. It's all caps, one word, LOCKED ON, all together. Smush it there. Highlight it if you can, because it's highlighted on my sheet. From basketball, football, to the NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online is where the game starts. Welcome back to the Locked On A's and Rockies crossover. We are going to be talking some fun, fun stuff. I have one question left for you, Paul, and that is: Would you rather? Would you rather have the Rockies front office, which doesn't necessarily know what they're doing when it? comes to handing out contracts, but does have an owner that will pay contracts to key players, or would you rather have the A's front office who is great at picking up talent and finding guys that fit their system and do well and, you know, having like short runs, but has an owner that doesn't want to pay them any money. Who would you rather have? Honestly, at this point, I think I'd have to stick with the Rockies, even though both of these two teams have a frustrating idea that that I just don't like. You have to spend money. You have to sign players. You cannot simply just rely on the draft. Baseball, it is far too long. The Rockies' number one pick is not going to play in the majors for six years from this na- from from now. Mm-hmm. Who knows what? I mean, at that point, if if things were actually on pace, you'd be looking at the end of Nolan Arenado's at least Rockies' tenure. If if that mm-hmm. if the plan was to stick with that, I mean, there's just so many what ifs and and so many things that are that that go in there. I'd have to say I'd still stick with the Rockies. As frustrating as it is, it, you know, they do seem. They care in some ways. They create a, a you know, they want to create a product on the field that's good, but they create a great ballpark environment. And you can come down and watch the Rockies and you can do this and they'll be engaged with, with, with things of that nature. And they will give give contracts, but they'll trade you two years into them. I, I mean, that's the incredibly frustrating thing is that the A's, while it's frustrating, they know how to succeed in what they do and they know why it's working for them and they know how to find that talent. I don't always, I think the Rockies... They, they love to scout and that's a big thing. And they've, they've had success. Trevor story, Nolan Arenado, you know, DJ, there's plenty of names that you yeah. could, but why, why sit on your hands so many times on the trade deadline? Why get to a point with your GM? That's already not below. That's already on, should be on thin ice going into the 20, uh, the 2021 season. Why does he get the benefit of the doubt and not your once in a generation player? Like that's, that's the big thing where it really makes me angry. You know, going back to that is you trade Nolan, which 
maybe there's something there and there's more more to unpack sure but but whatever but then the gm steps down two months later what is that that like that that is not that is not and then you don't hire the gm all year saying that you're going to do a gm search but you hire an interim gm and he's doing the whole thing and then two days before the season ends you announce that the interim gm is going to be the gm and, and we all knew but it but it's like why don't you want to at least try to look go outside have there's someone out there that's sitting there saying i if i went to the rockies I have a plan and there's someone that's going to be able to crack the code that is the, to be a winning consistent team at Coors Field. And it's not going to be signing greats from other teams four years after their prime Ian, De the Rockies finally are done with Ian Desmond's contract. Ian Desmond is a great human being. He was mm -hmm. great off the field and he was a great presence in the clubhouse. Let me make that abundantly clear about Ian Desmond, but he was terrible. He was terrible for the Rockies. And then Daniel Murphy, why Daniel Murphy? Why Ian Desmond? Why not go out and, and do these? Why, you know, there's just, why spend money there? What do you know? The in the, the super bullpen they, yeah, the, go ahead. The thing that's intriguing to me with some of the Rocky signings like Daniel Murphy or, you know, Ian Desmond, they could get guys like that or guys that are maybe a little bit past their prime and let Coors boost them a little bit which should pay them a lot less money to do so. And then they could address other things, but instead they're signing them to these massive deals that kind of hamstring the, the whole organization. And that's yeah. the wild thing to me. Um, and I, it's, it's really, really strange. And yeah, I think that the it, guy that like, you want the to Rockies be the GM. Were in their, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, I was just saying the Rockies in their competitive windows with Nolan and Trevor and all this stuff mm -hmm. were, were a CJ crone away. I mean, that's really all they were. They were, they needed one more utility player, because they had enough in the outfield. They had enough pieces elsewhere that they could have been there and they just needed a little more production from first base and catcher probably. And, and that's it. And it's frustrating. The Rockies finally have great utility players, not blow your socks away. Superstars anymore. But if you put these pieces around Nolan Arenado and Trevor story with this pitching lineup, I mean, the Rockies, the, the 2021 Rockies could have been a very different story. I mean, they really, really could have. And, and again, but instead, we we just get to sit here when what if and and honestly, in my opinion, the trade comes down to a, a bruised ego from a GM and and I I I, I will never I can I, I will never get truly over it because I deep down I feel like Jeff Breidich, the GM at the time, did not like the fact that Nolan was upset with the direction of the team. Because why would Nolan why would be. Nolan sign an eight year deal? I mean, yeah. and he had the opt out clause. You know how you get him to not opt out. Make a deal at the deadline. Bring someone in. Do Bring in a power bat in the outfield. Do something <laughs> instead of literally doing nothing in, at the trade deadline and in the offseason. That's what frustrated Nolan Arenado was frustrated because the Rockies didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. And he, so, I mean, of course, and now he gets to go and play in St. Louis where, of course, they do baseball things all the time. And, you know, devil magic. Um, right. But I think that the guy that you want to be the GM is the guy that is fascinated with Coors Field, and that is Mike Petriello of MLB.com. <laughs> he is so intrigued by just everything Coors Field. I don't know if he'd be a good GM, but, oh, man, would he be the guy that I'd be like, yeah, I trust him. He has the best interest of the Colorado Rockies in his head. And uh, I, I want him to go analyze players and go see if they would work. He'd have a plan. It'd be ground ball guys or, you know, what, whatever. He he would go after a certain type of pitcher and see how it would just. Yeah. Uh, whereas right now, 
And the reason I, I would also probably pick the Rockies in their situation. I love the ace, but having somebody who will, you know, sign your Matt Chapman's and your Matt Olson's, that the A's are, you know, probably 30, 40 million dollars away spending wise from being a perennial contender. They, they're mm-hmm. spending 85 to 95 million dollars, but they've got the talents. If they would just add to the talents, they could have really done a lot of damage this year, last year, as opposed to relying on, you know, aging veteran relievers who didn't have it anymore because they were on their last legs. Uh, maybe they would have, you know, taken down the, the Astros again, as opposed to the Astros making it to the World Series. Different story. But <laughs> I feel like the Rockies, and I'm not, this is uh, the, the team or, what you know, what they do at all. Maybe Jeff Breidich because we don't like him very much. But um, it feels like if you're spending the money and you're going after and acquiring different guys and, you know, turning over the roster a little bit, they could luck into a really deep playoff run at some points. Was it? Oh, five that they made the World Series 2007. Uh, you they Seven. went 20, 21 of 20, uh, 20, yeah, what was it? Yeah, 21 of 22 games to make it all the way to the World <laughs> Series. They sweep their way. They, it's one of the best pace, it's one of the least appreciated sports storylines ever. For the Rockies yeah. to do what they did in 2007, why there's not a 30 for 30 about it, I don't know why. It's because they got <laughs> swept by the Rod, the Red Sox, but anyway, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you they they could. I mean, the, the fact of the matter is the Rockies were projected to be awful. And the Rockies project or played a lot better. And they honestly could have won a lot more games if they had better. They need a closer. That's something that's huge. They cannot. Re- Daniel Bard can come in and be a relief. I'm fine if Daniel Bard comes and throws the seven. I'm not fine with him throwing the ninth anymore because Daniel Bard, good chance to get you two strikeouts or something that you might need because he got enough. Yeah. But it's some reason with two outs, meatball over the plate. It's The Rockies lost on walk-offs a ton. And, you know, unfortunately, their roster just – when you're playing a 107 win Dodgers team and a 106 win Giants team for a good chunk of the season, I mean, you got to be able to compete with them. At the end of the day, with the Rockies, they can't look to the postseason in the World Series until they they know that they can field a lineup that's going to go out there and beat LA and San Francisco. The Dodgers and the Giants crushed the Rockies in 2021. I mean, the Rockies won one series against the Dodgers, and and I don't think they won more than three games against the Giants this season. I mean, they were they. I mean, I know the Giants were surprised. I don't think they're going to be. I don't think they can recapture the same magic. But at the same time, if the Rockies do bring in some stuff, they have pitchers that know how to pitch at Coors Field. I for for a bit there, Armand Marquez was the best pitcher in baseball for around the All Star break. I I firmly believe that, and honestly, I believe he should have started the All Star game. Dave Roberts wasn't going to not start a Dodger there. That's for sure. But I mean, uh, again, there's pieces. The Rockies have more pieces, but, but again, it's, it's how do you put them all together and who's going to put it over the edge? Cause again, CJ crone can't be your offensive star. It can't. And, and Charlie Blackman hopefully will thrive in this, uh, maybe universal DH thing. Uh, but he, you know, he, his, he's gone on downtrend. It's the Rockies need more offense. They have to hit the ball more and they need to make sure they're bringing in bats that are going to do that, and they need someone who's going to be able to come in and slam the door at the end of games. This is not something that I had planned on, but if you do want, I, and I know that the competitive window might not necessarily be right now, but the A's have a reliever who could also be on the move if you want him, and that is Lou Trevino, who I believe has four years of control. It's three or four years of control, so he'll be there for a little bit, and he can be very, very effective. Uh, he can close games fairly well uh he's more of like 
is that somebody that you might have some interest in? You know, I, I it's hard to tell I, with Rockies and trades. It's 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 so little, so few times that it happens when it's on a smaller scale. It's a Michael Givens to Cincinnati for you know two yeah. other people. It's 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 something like that. So for for the Rockies to go out and, and kind of get a key piece through trade, I just wonder what they're going to do. They do have a lot of younger arms that I think that they want to see that they gave a lot of time to this year. They want to get some, uh, you know, some more experience. So I think that's kind of going to be more where they lean. I, I would imagine the Rockies, since they weren't active at the deadline are more focused on free agency and, 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 and that than trying to do a bunch of trades. Uh, Cause I, I don't necessarily know who they would be trying to move at the moment because they have, a gaping hole that they have to fill, figure out that. And they still have to figure out pieces of the outfield because Rymel yeah. Tapia great ish hits the ground, hits a ground ball 21% more than the next guy. I mean, he, yeah. he hits a ground ball 61% of the time and, and you just simply can't do that. And, and there's not enough power in this Rockies lineup that when you think Rockies, this is a team that didn't, you know, was at the bottom of, of the home run uh, totals for for a good chunk, a chunk of the year, too. So mm -hmm. I, I don't know if trading is necessarily going to be where the Rockies are going to go because they they got to figure out story and they might got to figure they might have to be figuring out John Gray. Yeah, true, true. All right. Well, that is all that I got for you. Do you have any other uh, questions for myself? Good, sir. Uh, you know, I, I think we, we we hit a lot. I think we got a lot. We but uh, I, at the end of the day, I like. I like the fact that the A's have an interesting approach that helps get them in because to, to kind of circle back, yeah. the A's get to be competitive more than the Rockies do. It feels sure. like at least they, they might have those, their windows might be short, but it seems like they might be more frequent. And part of me is enticed by that because it's, you know, when you're watching a team, especially this year where you're just kind of like the Rockies didn't need to be here. That's frustrating. So I do appreciate that, but I appreciate the time and, and, and thanks so much for letting me, me, me uh, gab all about the Rockies. Oh, for sure. It, it's fun. I like. I don't know why I also like the Rockies and it might be Mike Petriello and his giddiness over the Rockies that uh, has rubbed off on me. I don't know, but uh, just years of listening to what is now the StatCast. No, it used to be the StatCast podcast. It's now Ballpark Dimensions. Listening to that for, you know, six or seven years, you hear a lot of Rockies talk and I'm like, ah, this is fun. Um, but yeah, that is all that we got for you guys today. Thank you again so much for making Locked On A's and or Locked On Rockies your first lesson of the day. Now go make Locked On Bets your second lesson. You got your boy Q, you got Lee Sterling giving you fantastic betting advice each and every day. They're free and available on all platforms. This is Locked On A's. I am free and available on all platforms as well, including YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, I am at by Jason B on Twitter. The show is at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. And please send me your questions. I am going to be going on paternity leave, and I would like Woo! to get some, you know, some of these. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I would like to get some in the bank for when that baby gets here. Paul, one more time, where can the people find you? At LO Rockies, locked on Rockies on YouTube now, and at Paul Holden 33, free and streaming on all your favorite streaming services as well. That is all that we got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk at you next time.